word of the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's word of the day is sachet. It's a verb meaning to glide, move, or proceed easily or nonchalantly. You know what they did a fucking ton of sacheting in today? What? The Pro Bowl. <laughs> Turn your mic on. Almost there. Your mic sucks. There you go. Wasn't there nobody at the Pro Bowl, too, at the like attending? It was a rough one. We're going to get to it in a second. But, yeah, sachet is the word of the day. Let's see if you have your Urban Dictionary one real quick. Thank you. No problem. You were saying that the swells today at Bodega Bay were something else? Yeah, they're really big waves today at Bodega Bay. I haven't Wait. seen waves that big at Bodega in a Wavy long time. Bra. Makes me think of how Winter X is being covered on ESPN. Oh, When's the last time bro. you gave a fuck about uh, X Games? God, when Tony Hawk Pro Skater was out? Okay. Um, for me, I, I think Sean White was always maybe kept me interested. But the I don't flying think, tomato. I don't think he's in it anymore. He's done right. I don't think so. Yeah, I just remember he was in the last Olympics, right? Yeah, I think it was the last. That, that was, was the last, last time, yeah. thing. You ready for your word of the day? According yeah. to the dictionary, it's, it's, it's a phrase. Tracing the bowl, bro. A game oh, men play bra. while going to the bathroom while standing. The objective being how many times you could draw a circle around the inside of the toilet bowl before ending your stream. Mm. <laughs> uh, sick, bro. I play that game all the time. I just didn't. That actually does anymore. sound like something that a winter X bros would probably do in the sand. They'd just be like, "Who can get in the, the snow?" Snow. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. The snow. Um, oh, I got circled it, bro. Yeah. Well, you know what's tough to watch about winter X is it's like that's just a bunch of rich kids activities. Like going to the snow is expensive. Yeah, it's pricey. And doing what they do, like that's. You know, just, oh, yeah, we're going to go out and flip a snowmobile. Like, what? Is it still on ESPN, too? No, it's on or ESPN. Is it, is it, oh, ESPN they've moved it. Moved moved up to it the, yeah. Uh, For some reason, they just won't give it up. Like we, ESPN we, News needs something. It's ESPN. all, I mean, it's is all. Is it ESPN News or ESPN Ooze? It's, gosh, it's. Do they have the double N in there? Do they still, do they have the double N? I don't know. That's don't what I'm know. saying. Levitar show always says ESPN <laughs> Ooze. <laughs> okay. Great. ESPN Podcast is what <laughs> it should be called. ESPN Radio. All right. Uh, so, we got a good show. Are you guys ready to go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's get it on. I wait for you, California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things to do before I die. Oh, yeah. I wait for you. Rest in peace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things to do before I die. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to rest. Shorty want to kids. Snap me like a pig, one way I'm a model, catalog of SIDS, see me rolling Tupac, I'ma get it on my own, man, had to move away to get me closer to the ocean, seashell, had to get it myself, at the house since a young and I've been paying my bills, for the longest I don't need you, all you niggas see through, round up motherfuckers I can wait through, too much money to be making it wide, work for myself like all you niggas aren't it. Nigga, you probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up, like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my bay.
and welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. What are we saying? Gas Bags with Fun Facts, a show by regular Joes for regular Joes. Sponsorship free because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. Somebody. Somebody out there wants to. Eventually. My name is Jeff Woodworth, joined in the garage studio by Brennan Flanagan. Hello. And Matteo Pulverari. Do you really have four regulars? What do you mean? What's your regular list? How many people do you have that you, you rotate on the show? Uh, well, Flan, whenever he decides that he doesn't want to go on vacation, uh, there's you, Cousin John. Uh, do you count phone, too? Or yeah, I just guess Timmy has to person? count, right? Tim, Especially, yeah. I'm sure he's going to be offended when he hears that he, he didn't, you, uh, had a, you questioned it. No, well, okay, yeah, that's true, because I have carved a way out for him to be on the show pretty much every time. But there's also uh, guys that were around in the beginning and haven't come back in a while. So there was Mike uh, Hansen. We did Mike's Mind with him. He likes to go into existential thought. He'll be back. Uh, he's just he's off being like, you know, because um, uh, he's super busy. And then there's also Chris Kwok, Philly Lytle. Philly's Ms. on Kwok. all the time. Oh, yeah. Miss Kwok. On. Yeah, well, he's cooking. He's uh, tough to line up the schedule with him. But, uh, yeah, and then. Just uh, talk to him, see if he wants to enter like any like crazy cooking show. Maybe tie that in. <laughs> Put him on chopped. chopped. Or Iron Chef. Iron Chef. Um and then yeah, Billy, we, we do the gambling segment with Billy. So there's about there's about four or five people. Luca uh, and Kurt come on. Kurt not so much. Well it's tough when he's in Canada, you know what I'm saying? So you get the you gotta get the uh, connection right there. So there's a there's you a group. Know. All right. Um so there was not much going on uh, since we've last gathered or last convened, I should say. But uh, the NFL Pro Bowl did take place. You guys want to talk about the NFL Pro Bowl first or the NHL All Star Game weekend? Ooh, Ooh. I watched. Well, I watched more of the Pro Bowl. So. I was gonna say, yeah, let's just a, go Pro Bowl. It was a glorified exhibition weekend. Okay, we're gonna go Pro Bowl first. So uh, the Pro Bowl was terrible. I'm just saying it from the weather, like from the opening of the broadcast, like this was the Monday night crew on full farce and like just messing up what they could. There was a very awkward goodbye to the director of their, of their staff who would, you know, who uh, director of broadcast, excuse me, the guy who points to which cameras they're going to and when they're going to do replays, he cues the Mr. guys. Mr. Media, I look at that. Well, you know, uh, just giving you a heads up, but that's what they were doing when they were when they each took their turn to thank. Uh, I forget the guy's name, but it started off with oh Joe God. Tess, and then went to Witten, and then it went to Booger, and then Witten was like, "No, I need to one up Booger," and I and I added in an extra thank you. Um, the game was terrible, Flan. You were out fishing, so you didn't see it, right? Uh, even if I wasn't, I wasn't gonna plan on watching it. Okay, so it rained the entire time, and. Uh, there was a bunch of dumb rules that were implemented. Mateo, do you remember any of the rules that are that are from? There, the were, there were rules implemented. Yeah, there was uh, no. I know you can't blitz. No kickoffs. Oh, no yeah. blitzing. Oh yeah, you, can, you can't. Uh, you can't. Uh, what? You can't. You can't go empty backfield. Yeah, there had to be a wide. I mean, a tight mm-hmm. end or yeah. a running back on field at all times. Uh, no blitzing, and then the defense had to run a four three. So I mean, it's like you know. I, it's glory days of football. I don't. Well, yeah, okay. Like I don't days. get it. It's just Have so a back out there. It's so boring. Some of the guys were like going out there. There was, uh, I think it was Jamal Adams who actually sacked Trubisky. But other than that, like all you had to do was put hands on a guy, and they were yeah. Campbell had a wrap up one that they just blew as soon as he got through, and I think he just he had two hand touched uh, Wilson, and they already blew yeah. it dead. The coolest part about it though was watching offensive guys play defense. Yeah, like Mike, Mike Evans pick. had the interception. Yeah. You had Alvin Kamara and uh, Saquon Barkley playing D end or outside linebacker, um, and they were they were getting to the quarterback. Well, Alvin Kamara almost had a had a sack. Like 
he like uh, batted the ball down. And then Mahomes finished as a co MVP with Jamal Adams. So should have been Sherman, but he had a couple of no look passes. Anthony Sherman should have been Pro Bowl. I'm that's a travesty. Did you like that? That it was it utilizing was, the fullback like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He should been. You should recognize the fullback position. I agree. So exciting. Yeah. Well, the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I, I just. The, yeah, man. It's the Pro Bowl. I don't know when the last time I got up for it was. Uh, the skills competition happened. I didn't pay attention to that. I mean, I know we highlighted it on the last episode. Adam Thielen took place in the in the quarterback competition. He's more accurate than Andrew Luck. I just thought that was kind of funny too. A little awkward there, but yeah. you know, if it wasn't, it's just, it's just like the whole Pro Bowl thing. The only reason why the players like it so much is they get that, that just that clout, I guess, or they get mm-hmm. that. There's also a bonus if you win. Oh, is it really? How you much? Get, you get like fifty thousand something. Yeah, there's like, that. like a twenty twenty five thousand dollar difference. Yeah, difference yeah. between winner and loser. Plus a free trip out to my uh, Florida. Yeah, well to Orlando. So, Orlando. I mean, no offense to Orlando, but like <laughs> they should know, just go back to Hawaii. Got, well, I was uh, George Kittle's uh, Instagram feed. They shut down Disney World for the guys. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you said they should like, go back to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, Hawaii thinks so too, but they're not going. I don't know why they why they don't. Go they should back just there. get. A, they should go go to the cold states. Just have it in like snow. <laughs> Maybe that'll make it more interesting. Why not just turn it into seven on seven at this point? Right? Like it was kind of, s- yeah. I don't know if it was Jeff. Sh- there was somebody on Twitter that was saying turn it to seven on seven and then have the linemen compete in either weightlifting or eating competitions. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and honestly, where the sport's going, seven on seven would be really interesting if you turn it into this glorified game of just spacing and speed. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm all ears. Anything to I say just the, hate Pro Bowl. the Pro Bowl? Just not fun to watch for me. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's tough because if somebody got hurt at playing full speed, we'd be crushing the Pro Bowl right now. <laughs> we'd be like, this is this is insane that they well, go out there and they play. Juju got shook up. I don't know if he's actually like, seriously hurt. Oh, Antonio Brown may come back now. Nah. I'm just waiting for someone tears an ACL at that thing. That's what I was kind of wondering that this morning when I had it on the background. I was like, I wonder if today's the day that we're actually gonna have yeah. like a serious injury at the Pro Bowl. I wonder what's gonna happen then. And then would all the outrage come out? Will we have the owners freaking out? Oh yeah, yeah, they'd be freaking. I don't know. The whole sure. the whole thing's wacky. I was going through and looking at the quarterbacks because I I can't even remember. And twelve last year, uh, this year, twelve quarterbacks made it. The year before, eleven quarterbacks make it to the Pro Bowl. I mean, when do you start losing kind of that too? I mean, you're talking about clout. That's I mean, it's so all, many guys make it. It's all contract incentive or uh, mm-hmm. for the contracts is really what it is. It's like a, you look at NBA players. I think NBA players have more to lose though, as far as yeah, that goes. Like the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl is really just a, uh, I mean, what is it like a glorified popularity? Con- not really a popularity. It's just contest. easy money for the league to put on TV. Because they're well, I'm just saying, yeah, getting, selected, popularity, yeah. getting selected to a Pro Bowl is it like recognition that you had a good season? Like, is that really what it's about? Like, I mean. Well, fans, coaches. Because how yeah. many guys? How many guys didn't make? It? I mean, how many guys made the Pro Bowl just because you know there were some Rams and there were some Patriots mm-hmm. who were voted to the Pro Bowl yep. who can't play in the game? You know, that's why so. like the All Pro teams are more interesting when they release that. Yeah, when you see who the true um, great players are. I just thought it was great from the opening kick. It was shit weather, and then at the very end, Jason Witten goes to pick up the trophy to present it and rips off the top half of it. So it just shows you that the entire Pro Bowl itself just. Not taking itself too seriously, which I guess is cool, but it's also just like it's a joke. That was like the second worst thing Witten did. the f- The first one was uh, when Mahomes threw a touchdown to Ebron. He said that connection had been. I, f- I don't. I'm gonna paraphrase it, but he said that connection's been there all year. So he somehow got Ebron confused with Kelsey. <laughs> uh, Witten's terrible. Jason Witten. Oh my. 
All right. I am sorry. I'm looking up something for the next thing we're going to move to, which uh, is the we're NHL. We're going to do another 10 minutes on the Pro Bowl? No, we're not. Uh, we're done with the Pro Bowl. That was way too much. I mean, that's good on us for, for talking about the Pro Bowl sure for the that league's, long. I'm sure the league's happy that there's. And we will stop talking about the Pro Bowl for that reason. All right. Switching gears now to the NHL All-Star Game. Did you guys pay attention to this at all? Yes, no, maybe so. It was on Saturday. Nope. Both of you shaking your heads. Okay, so this is what the NHL All-Star Game does that I like th- I like the most. Thank you for doing that away from the mic. Um, I did. Okay, I know. I said thank you, but it's it's a good mic, so it picks it up. You know, I'm going to pat myself on the back there. Um, the NHL All-Star Game is a tournament style where they do it based on division. Now, could you imagine if we did that in any other sport? That would be that would be actually pretty cool. Yeah, I was confused by that initially when I started seeing results pop up. Yeah, Central and played yeah, the Pacific. Yeah, that would actually be really cool to do. Metropolitan played the Atlantic, and uh, Central beat the Pacific. Metropolitan beat the Atlantic, and then the Metropolitan Wait. beat the Central. Wait, say that again? So what they do in the NHL All-Star Game is it's a tournament style, and because there's six divisions, I mean, there's four divisions in hockey, is they have two of them, two and two play, and then the winner goes to the championship. But what they do is I don't remember how long the halves are. They might only be like ten minutes or something like that. But it's three on three instead of having five on five out there. And all the games are played in one day. Yeah, well, yeah, it's played on the same night. You have the two. You have one game they go out there, they clear the ice, you know, clean it, and then they have the second game they go out there and do it again, and then the championship. They do like game. ten minute three three That's periods. No, two periods, and I think it's only ten minutes each period, if that. But yeah, it's um, and there was relatively high scoring. There's not a whole lot of defense going on there, so. I still think the one sport that gets the whole all star game right is probably just because the sport they play is baseball. That's debatable. Yeah, I we, think we were having that debate earlier. With hold on, hold on, hold yeah. that thought because I don't want to just shaft hockey like that real quick. I do want to mention. Sid, the kid, uh, he got uh, All-Star Game MVP. And uh, I don't know how old Sidney Crosby is. Could you Google that real quick, Mateo? Is when are we going to stop calling him the kid? And I feel like that's also a really lazy nickname because it just rhymes with his first name, right? So it's just like... I, I don't like it. Really? Okay. Well, yeah, he got All-Star Game MVP, but I just want to know how old the kid is. And when when he retires, does that mean we're gonna dub another kid? Is that gonna be the kid too? The, well, if his first second? name is Sydney, yeah, right? The we're second kid. Oh, uh, he's thirty-one. Is that still? Uh, yeah, I'm with him. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> with him. You're the kid. Yeah, continue. <laughs> yeah, continue. Uh, as long as you want to be the kid, I'm all for it. All right. And Not then, just because I'm thirty-one too. And then the uh, skills competition. Uh, I'm gonna not do this justice, but there was a chick, Brianna Decker. She's from the U.S. Women's National Team. She, uh, I believe, won the fastest. Oh, I said I just I did see that. Yeah. What? Uh, shit. What did she win? It was like short rink racing. Fast. No. Well. Hmm. I'm looking at the results right now. It says fast. Oh, she participated in it, but fastest skater went to Connor McDavid. And then Puck Control, Johnny Gador. Oh, I'm not going to try and pronounce that last name. Henrik Lundqvist gets a save streak. And is there any other thing? Nope. Oh, Premier Passer went to Leon. I'm not going to pronounce that name either. Hardest shot, John Carlson. Accuracy shooting was David Pasternak. And, yeah. I think The NHL All-Star game is definitely, I'll put it right up there because I'm, it might be better than the NBA All-Star weekend because the dunk contest has gotten very played out. And, if you're relying on the skills competition and the three-point shootout to carry your, your all-star weekend, I don't know if I can really get behind it. You know what I'm saying? They should just rearrange it to put the because of how much how good the three-point shooters are now or how great. 
but the three-point contest lasts and the dunk contest before. Everybody's usually burned out by the end of it. Yeah, and the dunk contest where it's like, hey, we're only going to give you two chances. Yeah. I'm not saying they need infinity chances to try and get, nail the dunk because after about three or four, it's like we get an idea of it and it's done. I think that's really what it should be is they should get three chances to nail the dunk. And get rid of props. Well, the props, yeah. I it's mean, just once Dwight and Nate Robinson just played yeah. that out, and then everybody's been running with it, and it's it gets honestly, crazy. It's like a 15-minute competition that they that they run out, and, and they make mm-hmm. last for like 45. It's ridiculous, especially with all the sponsors and stuff. But yeah, hockey did it right with the amount of uh, nuance that's in that game, you know, with whether it's fastest skater, uh, goal, you know, who's got the most consecutive saves from a goalie, uh, puck control, hardest shot. Like, I like that concept. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining to watch. Um, but yes, going back to your opinion, Flan, about the Major League All Star Game, why do you think they have it have it right for baseball? Yes. Well, I just think it's a, it's a sport where you can go all out. I mean, most other ones, it's like for basketball, they're not gonna play defense if they could get injured. I think hockey then go all out. You don't want to knock someone out in a, in a meaningless game. And football, they don't really go. It's like the one time where you can see the Cy Young Award winner. Like go up against the MVP guy. You can see, like I don't know, like um, for one inning. Even if it's just in a bat. I mean, it just it's just, and then also I think the home run derby they do is is awesome. Home run derby's awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, like we like we went over this summer. I wish they would add a a couple like one or two more gimmick competitions. Hardest hit ball would be kind of cool to see who could go up there and be like, okay, swing as hard as you can. Well, uh, Mateo, I don't know. If you weren't on when we had when. Mm. Okay, so this is great because you started coming on after. Well, oh, he that. wants to do a bunt competition. I want to do things like <laughs> a bunt competition, a pickle competition. The pickle, the pickle uh, one was like, the, I said if they did a pickle competition, I would just turn off the TV. And well, if it's not pickle, it's, st- it's base stealing. If, then if somebody tore an ACL to the pickle contest, I'd be furious. Then it doesn't. It doesn't have to be pickle. It could just be. It could just be. Um, base stealing and then I think also putouts from the outfield. Get a guy to show off his cannon. Throw it a couple. Oh, kind times. of an accuracy contest. Yeah, exactly. Shit like that. Maybe I wouldn't mind the but I think the pickle idea is just. I'm not saying they gotta have one or two more gimmicky ideas because if you got the NBA doing this with the uh, the the skills competition where it's hey dribble weave pass bounce pass you know lay up like, and then you got the dunk contest which kind of lost its luster. Would Baseball, you, give me something else. Would you rather watch a pickle contest or the bunt contest? Personally, I'd rather watch a. I'm what weird. if what if for the bunt contest we put baskets that were di- oh, so different distances and they were worth more points? So if you had to it's like, like a baseball ski ball contest, exactly right, exactly. But the bunt well, couldn't the hit whole, the ground; the whole, you'd have to whole, bunt it into the, the shoot. Bunt and pickle, like the pickle contest, just it's. I mean, it's. I know it's like part of the game, but it just seems like you're getting into that dodgeball territory that the Pro Bowl is starting to do now. They should just play dodgeball. I'm all for like with it, a hard like, ball. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should just. I, I love the dodgeball concept. I want them to do with just get all the pitchers and have them play dodgeball. No, that would right. you no know, the the NFL thing. The Pro Bowl. I get, I think we could just agree that the Pro Bowl is the one thing that's got it wrong because it's just like it's. I it's think with I think, yeah, I think you're right about that. But baseball has to change a lot of things in the sport. But I think the one thing they do have right is their All Star Weekend. And the NBA's All Star Game in itself, even though there's no defense played, is still dope because you get alley oops, you get guys it's, pulling up from a half court, you and know? they play in the fourth. Near the yeah, end. That is true. I that mean, is once, true. once baseball got rid, and I hated it, and I just, compl- it just, I despised it. But once they had home field on the line, it did make it the best 
competition out of the all-star games because you had to care about it. There was some incentive, and, and the managers, most of them cared about it. Even though we can agree there was no reason to have that because who's, because you look at that, I think uh, the Red Sox, who made the World Series this year? It was the Red Sox and the Dodgers? Mm-hmm. Who who had home well, field? I, I think, I think the, well, they got rid of it. Okay. The, the yeah, they got rid of it two years ago. Just imagine if the Red Sox having that season and not having home field advantage in the World Series because, you know, out in the middle of July, there was a pitching change made mm-hmm. a batter too early. I mean, the, the Giants in 2012 against the Tigers, the Tigers had a better record, but thanks to the All-Star game, the Giants had yeah. home field. First two games were in AT&T. Yeah, it was nuts. And for those people that are, that are hearing me say that and be like, well, that could have happened in a regular season game. That's what I'm saying. Imagine it happening in a glorified exhibition game that you just lost out on home field advantage mm-hmm. in the biggest series of the year because some other manager left some other pitcher in for, you know, some or took him out too early. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. We got, we actually, they nationally won it in 2010 and 20, uh, 12, right? But the we American League's dominated it. I know, so, so the Giants got oh, they super got, they got lucky. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, moving on. We're going to shift gears to the NBA now. Uh, LeBron James is still missing in action from that initial, what is it, groin injury that happened on Christmas Day uh, against the Warriors? You can go jump off a cliff. <sighs> Dude, how, are, are the Lakers in trouble? Yes, I don't know if they're so. in trouble, but I just think I got so I got so annoyed. Currently in ninth place at twenty five and twenty four. I got so annoyed when I heard that report come out that LeBron wants uh, Walton gone. Oh, that bothered me too. Oh, that it's like, you. dude, <laughs> you like it's like it's not like you were there and they brought Walton in, it's, but it's like you knew he was there. Yeah, it's happening. And you go there, and then it just now come to my world, and like I'm not going like he. I don't know. It just it just because you're the best player in the world. You can't just go somewhere and make sure everything goes the way you want it to go. They're gonna they're gonna do Luke Walton like they did David Blatt in uh And I'll tell you Cleveland. I'll tell you what, the, the one guy they're gonna piss off to get rid of Luke Walton is Kobe Bryant. Is that Kobe Bryant has Luke Walton's back mm-hmm. big time. And that'll piss off the Kobe stands. But that's cool because then that means Luke's can I mean that means that Luke can come back home. I just yeah. hope the rumors get crazy. I hope it's like Phil jo- Phil Jackson might come back and coach LeBron. <laughs> okay. I hope we start coming up with these wild things now that LeBron's involved in the coaching search. I love I love it because it's just it's his camp and this is all they do and we jo- we joked about it at the start and it's happening. Le- LeBron's the kind of guy it seems like where he needs a coach that he can control and I don't know if he's really control be able to, I don't know if he can control Walton. I think Walton's just coaching the way he wants to coach instead of. The way LeBron wants the team coach, mm-hmm. I think that's what's pissing him off. And I, just, I just, I hate the fact, just thinking that he, he was on a different team a year ago that Walton was coaching. They, then he comes into the team and it's demands the world and demands the whole team get changed the way he thinks it should be. But that's how you know how, that's that's how he operates. That's how it's been now for a while. Basically, ever since he left, he came back from Miami. Pat yeah. Riley was the last one to really have the say in saying LeBron, this is what's going to happen. And then LeBron says after, I mean, he kind of did that with the decision, but he signed the deal with Miami. Well, and he, then once he, he left Miami, that he left he left Miami, forcing them to draft that. Uh, uh, Connecticut uh, player because they, they isn't that the guy that Shabazz. yeah Shabazz. LeBron, LeBron yeah. loved that guy and like, oh let's, let's make sure we draft him so we can keep LeBron yeah I mean, um, that's just his way the, this is what his three year deal though when he signed the three year deal this is what they were all isn't it four is it four, yeah, four or year. is there the player yeah. option I thought it was three either way three or four years this was what it was supposed to be like okay LeBron's happy to be here he's not going to play this game every year and yet somehow. He's in control again. If LeBron's on this team, they definitely make the playoffs. But mm-hmm. at this rate, they're looking like they might be a 7 or an 8 seed, especially if he continues to miss time because this is the most time I believe he's missed in his career. 
This is and it's mm-hmm. just proof that the what is it the million dollars that he spends on himself and his body in the off season to keep it in shape like it eventually cracks like. I hope he's not. He's on a two or seven. I mean, seven or eight. Because I mean, if I'm the Warriors, that's the last guy I want to face. In the both, first round. both him and Tom Brady have done a terrific job of keeping their body in shape. Mm-hmm. The difference with LeBron, the difference between LeBron and Brady is about five inches of height, and I, I believe about seventy pounds. Mm-hmm. And LeBron gains weight as he plays games. Like it's just physically, it's been proven that he gains weight as he plays a basketball game when it should be the opposite. And Brady's gone vegan. So, or whatever the hell his, his special diet Does is. Does LeBron kiss his sons? And, well, <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. You need to I find like that out. I like that. Um, all right. Uh, I'm looking at the NBA standings right now, and there's a lot of parity in the league. It's great. I mean, the Pacers, unfortunately, they lost all the depots, so they're sitting pretty in third right now in the East. We think that they're going to they're gonna drop. I think that's fair. Do you feel they should tank at this point? Or no, do, do no, 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 no. No, you're still what? 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 No, you're you're literally. Re- re- really, realistically, where are you going though? You're 16 games over 500. Realistically, though, where are you going in the East? Second round of the playoffs with this roster right now, you could Why? make a trade to try and see if you can get over the hump and make it to a conference final. You're in a weak conference. I mean, that's the only argument I could see. Maybe you want to get Miles Turner more experience, but at this point, I would pack it in and try it. Unless there's something I don't know what their draft future. You pack it in, and you get a draft pick. How are you going to tank in the East when you've got the Cavs, it's, Knicks, it'd be, Bulls, It'd be Hawks. one of the most impressive tank jobs yeah. ever, considering say. what that is. I think even if they tanked and they lost out, they're probably still a strong eight seed. <laughs> they're going to make the playoffs regardless. Ugh. But I'm looking at um, the Raptors just lost to the uh, Rockets recently. Granted, it was by by three points. They took it to overtime. Uh, the Bucks just lost to the Thunder today. The Thunder, I think, are going to be a sneaky a uh, team to look out for in the West this year. I think the Thunder pose more of a threat. Um, even though Russell Westbrook hasn't been shooting the three ball relatively well at all, you know, his entire career, but now it's just really, really abysmal. Um, he's doing a better job of incorporating the rest of the team, deflecting to Paul George. Got Jeremy Grant stepping up. There's Steve Adams, who I just don't know. Well, Boogie might be able to answer to answer for him, but if Boogie can last that long in a game. I'm looking at the Thunder right now as one of the biggest uh, threats to the dubs this year. Am I too off base with that, Flynn? Uh, Thunder, you said? Yes. Um, no, I don't think you are. I was going to say, because who else in the West are we really going to take seriously as a threat? The Nuggets? I don't really take the Nuggets seriously. I might just because of where they play. Just because okay. playing in Denver is difficult. I mean, and the Joker is awesome. He gives them – the Warriors have problems with guys that size. I mean, there's the chance that they can run off the run him off the court, but – the games that they played, they've been difficult. Right now, right now, if the playoffs ended today, the Dubs would be the one seed, Nuggets would be the two, Thunder would be the three, the Trailblazers would be the four, the Rockets would be the five, the Spurs would be the six, the Jazz would be the seven, and the Clippers would be the eight. And then you've got the Lakers, who are two and a half games behind them. But uh, it's just out of all those teams, I really don't see even the Nuggets or the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. It's the Thunder to me that would be pose the biggest threat in a seven-game series against the Dubs. I just I don't see any team posing a threat to the Warriors. That's, I, that's true. I think there's just a huge gap between them and the rest but of the league. But I think that the Thunder can make it interesting. They can at least keep it interesting, yeah, whereas other teams... I still go back to the Rockets. I'd give the Thunder two games in a seven-game series. And the Rockets, no. Mm-hmm. Especially in the postseason, because you know why. James Harden dries himself out, and it just... Maybe, but just because of the pace they play at and that they gave the Warriors a hard time last year, I mean, they ran out of steam... Just because you get there one year doesn't mean it's promised the next. You They're know, historically great offense. Richard Jefferson has a story about that when he went to the finals with the Nets and they lost to the Lakers, and he said he went back into the locker room and there's guys crying there because they had worked so hard to get there. And he remembers talking to one of them, just be like, "What you mean? We're gonna get back here next year." And then he didn't go to a single conference finals game until he was back on the ca- or until he was on the Cavs with LeBron those past couple years. So like. 
they still get they're gonna get Coppola back. They're getting I mean, Capella. Capella. <laughs> Coppola. You can tell I'm in the wine industry. Jeez. And I watched Godfather too today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the Coppola references. Nice. Uh, their cab's all right. They're gonna get Capella back. Merlot's solid. I kinda like if you're looking for a nice drinkable wine, you know, the Merlot's <laughs> where you go. I don't I mean the package design's good. But anyway, but when they get the center back, I mean that's another piece that's given the Warriors trouble too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, and, well, and, the, and, and the level that Harden's playing at. I think that Boogie will be able to kind of bang with whoever's down low. And then you can throw in Looney and uh, Jordan Bell, too. I mean, their whole thing is they've got to play small to win. Yes. I mean, that's the big thing. Cousins yeah. is definitely going to probably be in that final lineup. because Boogie he looks finally like he gives in that muscle down yeah. low, though. Yeah, I mean, they can oh. they can throw it in. It's great. It was it was weird to watch. It's been weird to watch the last three games to watch them be like, oh, here. Dump they it into it. Boogie and let Boogie work. Yeah, they need it. And then you can hit the three ball, too, to mm-hmm. space out the floor even more. They just they needed that so bad. All right. Um, so now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. All right, guys. Tim is sick, so he will not be calling in. Uh, Damn it. Well, yeah, we're not going to hear from Tim. We won't get any of his Rams talk until next Wednesday. But I have the stat. He texted it to me because he wanted to make sure – that he got his stat of the day in. Ready? Yes. If you take away what? Hank Aaron's 755 career home runs, he still has over 3,000 hits. <gasps> oh! oh yeah. fuck? And, that was a very subtle reaction, uh, he hit his 715th career home run off of the Dodgers. Ha, 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 ha! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that reaction. Uh, but yes, he just wanted to make sure that he threw that one in there. That is Tim Brown's stat of the day. Thanks to Tim. Again, Thank you, said, Tim. He said he's got a cold, but it's pretty vicious. And Get better, Tim. We'll see. He'll, he'll probably be back on on Wednesday. See you next time, Tim. Okay. Seven-day DL, Tim. <laughs> now it's time for winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for this post-pro, what were we going to call it? Pro Bowl NHL All-Star Game recap show. How about that? Put a giant slash dash in the middle of that. Um, all right, so first up on the – what are you laughing at? Because you, you started laughing right as we came back from the rejoin. Oh, no, it's just – it's funny. I'm just just thinking of uh, branding it as All-Star uh, weekend, Pro Bowl weekend. Like this is this is where we're at. That's yeah. what I was thinking on the drive over. I was like, "Crap, what are we gonna talk about?" Yeah, well, I'm no like, football. I'm glad you kept the faith. I'm so sad. No meaningful football. I know. I was, yeah. I'm, I was depressed. This is the first Sunday. At least I got a lot of things accomplished in the day, as in I, one load of laundry. I guess you could have not watched this game and then recorded it and then used it as like off season fuel, like whenever you wanted to like just have football on in the background, just like put the Pro Bowl. Here's on. the Pro Bowl. Yeah. I, I I might just start taping because uh, they show uh, what is it the red zone. They start showing the red zone in a couple weeks every on the Sunday. Red zone channel again? Yeah, they st- uh, on NFL Network every oh, okay. Sunday. So I could just throw that on and be like, "Oh, look, it's football." Interesting. Okay. Yeah, there relive, relive. Oh, the, look, Jimmy's hurt. The highest of fantasy highs and the lowest yeah. of lows. I was like, "Oh, there he is. He's not running out of bounds." <laughs> All right, winners and losers. First one on the winners losers list: cancer. And I'm gonna give this one a giant L, even though this is two dubs in the cancer world. Uh, Jim Kelly. Former court, or quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, a great quarterback, Jim Kelly, uh, has just been diagnosed, or he, I guess his prognosis is good. He's cancer-free. Mm-hmm. 
And then former Mets GM Sandy Alderson also revealed that he's been cancer-free for four months. So uh, in the sports world, cancer's getting beat, which is nice. Um, so an L but a slash W for those guys that have that have defeated cancer. Very nice. That's very huge. Nice. Yeah. That's big. big. Yeah. Fuck cancer. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up on winners and losers, Carmelo Anthony was given a standing ovation at Madison Square Garden. Good for him. Okay, I was just about to say, Flan, what are your thoughts? That's it? Good for him? Uh, yeah, good for him. You got a standing O. It's probably, it's probably an awesome feeling to get a standing O for a place you play, used to play for. I think at Melo, at this point, he just needs to feel loved. Mm-hmm. He just, he's been traded around and passed around like, you know, just I white elephant gift that just nobody wants. And, and, and J.R. Smith was at the game too, right? But nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. But, but so there was two... T- guys that are currently on NBA teams that were just that are being iced by their team at that game at their old team watching their old team play. Fucking NBA so strange. It's I so can't, weird. What what other sport would that happen in? Are we giving him a win for this because he got the standing ovation? I, I that's how uh, uh that's how bad Nick's basketball is. They're that's like how maybe bad Carmelo's basketball life is though. Is we're gonna give I him? I guess. A I mean, at least he's being appreciated. He's appreciated. a winner because I mean, yeah. He's being appreciated. I mean, he oh. played at Syracuse, too, so good. he's not that far from what New York is. Good, great. I wonder if Jim Boeheim ever pissed his pants while Carmelo was there. Did you see that last week? We didn't We didn't break that, but Jim Boeheim pissed his pants while he was coaching against Duke. Did he oh, really? They were, they were at Cameron Indoor that. Stadium, and Cameron Indoor Stadium, it's Coach K Court, and I don't think there's anything more disrespectful <laughs> that Jim Boeheim could have done than pissed on Coach K's court to mark his territory because they also won. That they they won oh, yeah. at Cameron Indoor Stadium. So Jim Beheim won twice. He Good marked his territory twice. Good for him. <laughs> Insane. Good for him. Flint, is that an alpha move confirmed? Oh my god. Biggest alpha move you can make. <laughs> you should have saved it. Like if they're like if there was a turnover, like just piss your pants in the huddle. Like get <laughs> just angry. What was great is that he was wearing a gray suit, so like you could see the piss stain, like and it was running and running down his leg. Did anybody ask him about it after the game? I don't know. Did I don't anybody know. have you, the balls to be you like? Did have you have some serious cojones. On I mean, you probably ass. yeah, college coach. Did will you? Like, uh, did you piss your pants? <laughs> <laughs> and I bet you, Jim Beheim probably he'd just deny it and just be like, no, I spilled water. Or he would just act like he didn't even know what happened. Like what? What is that? I don't know. This is the pattern on the pants. Like, what coach? Jim Harbaugh would probably be the only coach that would embrace pissing his pants. Yeah, he'd just been like, I couldn't hold it. I got so excited. And it would turn it would turn out terrible through those khakis, too. It would be so noticeable. So noticeable. All right. Um, so Mello gets the dub at oh, – yeah, how did we get to that? Oh, oh, Mello to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. I was, like, trying to review that. I'm just like, holy shit, we jumped through some hoops there. Um, next, des- next basketball, desperate to cheer for anything. <laughs> right. So they cheered for Mello, and apparently not uh, – J.R. Smith. Okay, next up on the winners losers list, John Jones was uh, he initially passed all drug tests and then he got drug tested again and they found trace amounts of the metabolite that was in his system from last drug test that got him in or from the last time he got in trouble taking a drug test. So the UFC has come down and said they are not going to punish him for. Wasn't a- isn't wasn't it the same? Yeah. It's just- yeah, didn't he get off the hook for that? Same stuff. Well, the first time he got punished for it, and the second time they're saying it, because it's so tra- our testing is so good, and that is such a trace amount, there's no way, unless it was like a the most extreme case of microdosing, which, I mean, probably not going to happen. Uh, but, it, yeah, it's just a metabolite, an M3 or something like that. And it's just, I remember hearing on the podcast about how small it was. It was like if you took a grain of sand and you cut it up into like 100 million different pieces, like that's how small it was. And the testing's just that good that they could pick up something like that. Yeah, well, I heard it was like, it was like, a, it was like a, 
It's like you're of a saltwater pool. It's like a grain of salt in a pool. Yeah. So that's good because John Jones isn't going to get in trouble for it. Um, I mean, you know, it's. I think the guys made an attempt to to get clean and and stay on the the right path there. So your thoughts on him, Mateo? I'm I'm trying to have like a shocked face. Oh, okay. I yeah. I hope the UFC does another redemption story for John Jones. It'd be in search it, it, it really doesn't matter if he keeps failing tests. They're just going to do everything they can to keep him fighting. They'll, they'll bring him back. There yeah. are certain guys that are just like, we need you in here, and you're going to keep this going yeah. until we're ready to pass off the torch. And the, yeah, John Jones is one of those. All right, next up on the winners, losers list, did you guys see this? Uh, Bleacher Report tweeted out a video, and then I, I saw it circulating on the, uh, the Twatter machine. A 15-year-old girl benching <laughs> 355 pounds. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see that? No, Mateo, no, look that up it. on Bleach Report real quick. Uh, Flan, I wanted you're the meathead of the group, working out real hard every day. Um, so her form, did her back look very arched? Like it was just yeah. Her that's, that's, that's how uh, powerlifting get. That's how they do it. That's how they do it. Is they lift your pelvis you're, you're, off you, the? Well, they their butt be on there, but then they have their shoulders pinched back, and that's basically they're trying to like get their chest as. As high, as close to the bar as possible, just so there's less... Oh, that sounds awful. Room. Because it... Yeah. Damn, she didn't bounce it off her chest either. That's impressive compared no. to the guys at the combine. She just puts that up. What did, did you, you see how far that um that bar went onto her chest, though? Like, it hit her chest and, like, sunk, and then... <laughs> <laughs> What's your... What do you benching? Uh, right now, I'm doing 235, 5x5, but... I have never haven't done a one rep max in a long time. But three fifty five puts you to shame. You know you can do three fifty five. Oh fuck! Not nah. many, not many dudes can do three fifty five. They were saying you can only if you really lift. I mean, outside of a couple of guys, you can only put on twenty five to thirty pounds of of what you can consistently do throughout a lifting year. Like it's insane how difficult it is. Like to add weight to your bench press, it yeah, takes years. It takes a lot of oh, time. Oh yeah, like I yeah. Remember, like. High school, I was doing 135. I could barely get five, and then I just been w- working at it, and now I'm up to 235. But do you think doing push-ups would help you with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They but, said but there's, there's so many different ways you can push-ups do can it. help you to a certain point, though. Once, but then once you get to a certain point, your body doesn't really get a shock value from the push-ups, so there's no gains being made. So, gotta change it up a little bit. Different there. One more about working the bag. Did that this weekend. Felt great. I hit back yesterday. felt great. I woke up the next day after hitting the bag, and my back was sore. And I was just like, oh, that's right. You use a lot of back when you're when you're throwing correctly. I'm starting to actually enjoy leg day at the gym. It's yeah, kinda, it's kind of nice. It is. like, uh, <laughs> Dude, walking around with sore calves, yeah. sore uh, tight hammies, and, and your glutes are firing every time you're taking a step. And it's just, it's kind of, yeah. Yeah, leg day is fun. My girlfriend likes it. So. All right, moving on. <laughs> Next up on the winners losers list, Alex Smith. It has come out that Alex Smith could miss all of 2019 because of that. Uh, well, because of his leg injury and the subsequent surgeries. So I'm going to say this is an L for the Washington R words and also an L for Alex Smith. Um, Watch them like trade Norman and somebody and like and another player, and then future draft picks for like a top five pick to get a quarterback. I don't know. I love I love Alex. He's a great guy, great person. But I think it's a win for Washington. They gave him such a fat extension for a guy that you're we, not gonna win anything with. Yeah, like I I, I mean he's a consistently like 175 passing yards. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like and a pick. Yeah, it's like it's that 
he's the kind of guy that keeps you in that no man's land where you're not terrible enough to just mm-hmm. a tank, but you're not good enough to make a. To I think they call that mediocre. I mean, they're like, like the Memphis, they're like the Memphis Grizzlies of. Oh. The NFL. Well, and I think what's rough for them too is Jay Gruden's in the, the final year of either his deal or he's on the hot seat. Either one. How long has Jay Gruden been a coach o- in Washington? Three, yeah, four years. Somewhere around there. That has been the longest three, four years. It feels <laughs> like Jay Gruden's been there for like six. Yeah. Oh, the way they talk about him and the amount of quarterbacks that they've gone through there. Because he was there when RG3 was there, correct? No, that was Shanahan. Shanahan. Oh, okay. okay. When, didn't it go Shanahan, somebody, and then Gruden? I want to say they got somebody after. Well, I had that completely <laughs> wrong. All right, never mind then. All right, um, so yes, that's an L for, for Alex Smith, but we're going to say that's a dub for Washington. I guess it is a dub for they, Washington. Uh, yeah, they get the they restart. They can finally start to yeah, move on. Yeah. Well, how much money is owed to him then if he's hurt and you still got to pay him? Because then that would still technically be an L. Come on, Mr. Salary it's Cap. It's an, it's, an, uh, it's an NFL con- co- cover your ears. Cap space is coming. Yeah. <laughs> I know you hate this, um, but NFL contracts aren't fully guaranteed, so they, there's probably an out that, that's there's in there. There's a there, yeah. yeah. There's an insurance buyout or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so like, In the event of an injury, we'll and give honestly, you $10 it's, million. It's the quarterback position. You shouldn't really care how much money you have tied into the position. If that would be the one position, though, that would get the guaranteed money. I mean, to a, to a degree, but it's still it's still an NFL contract. You can shuffle around enough cap space. Yeah. I know. Did it did a shiver go down your back when I said cap space? No, no um, nothing. I haven't heard yeah. it in a while, so it's all right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So let's well, shout out to that proper twelve. I'm proper yeah. twelve. We're good. I'm, I don't mind <laughs> that you could talk cap space. Uh, all the time. Right. We're getting we're getting to the season of free agency. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Moving on. Two more things to address here on the winner's losers list. First, Tom Brady was interviewed by Jeff Darlington of ESPN. And when asked if he was going to retire, uh, regardless if he would ride off into the sun, if he would win a championship game or, or if he'd lose the Super Bowl, would he retire after this year? And Tom Brady, like a smug little dick, uh, held up just a zero. Mm-hmm. And then explain to Jeff Robinson, no, there's a 0% chance. Yeah, I see the gesture that you're <laughs> making, Flynn. And I agree with it. I agree with the gesture. All right? But the uh, the listening audience does not get the gesture. Just hold up the zero and wave that around in front of your face, and you get an idea for what Flynn was doing. Um, yeah, dude, I'm – oh, my God. I can't wait for him to – to hang it up. They'd become such a more interesting team if they retire. And Don't this, get this, me wrong. It's, it's even like a dominance thing. It's It would be really cool to see, like, wh- how would they replace him at the position? Yeah, but they won't. Um, it's just I am so tired. I get that he's uh, that he's great, but I'm just so tired of it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I can honestly say as like a as, as somebody like who wants to be in the sports media, I... You're just I, doubting them now. I, no, no, I'm not doubting the it. fuel. I'm not doubting it. I'm just saying I'm tired They're of it. Here. That's all. I, I'm a, I've grown very accustomed to what they do. I'm not doubting them at all. I'm saying that I'm tired of this whole song and dance that we're about to go through again. Um, it's oh. just he's gonna I, make a shirt. Edelman's gonna make a shirt. I of reco- everything you're saying. I recognize the greatness, but god damn, it's tiring. And I, you're like, really from, doubting them. From a steel as a Steeler fan, it's tiring. From a member of somebody who wants to be in the or from somebody who wants to be a member of the sports media, it's absolutely amazing what's going on. But I also think it's just like. I don't know. It's not their fault because there is a lot of parody in that league too. But it's just, oh my god, you know, it's just, it's if you keep on hitting the reset button and it's just insert different team here to see who could do it, and very few have. They're just smarter than everybody else. <sighs> I hate admitting they're that. so much smarter. Oh, going back, did we say that was a win on the bench pressing fifteen year old? Is that good? Oh, is that yeah, that's a win. Is that good that's for a fifteen year old to be no, doing? It's terrible. No, that's not good. <laughs> so it's a it's a loss and a win. She's gonna make some awesome fight videos if the wrong girl challenges. Any kid doing that much weight at that young 
is gonna have some serious. Uh, yeah, they're they're one. Good. They're one. They're short because that yeah. definitely stunts their growth. Oh, so burly though up top, just like it built like a tank. But uh, yeah, dude, the crick, the crick in the bench. back is the thing that got me when I watched that video. Just seeing that back posture, like, how oh. do you lift, Flan? Do you power lift, or do you do you have the arch, or do you? Oh, I have the arch for sure, arch. for sure. You gotta squeeze those shoulder blades, and then just make sure you keep your shoulders down, and not have them come up. Uh, is, that, is that the secret? Well, once you once your shoulders come up like this, you you you're not using any of your chest. That's why I hold the I hold the bar. I try to hold it underneath my nipples, not above. I used to have Well, it. like next time you do a bench press, like just like get on it and then like squeeze your shoulder blades and then just keep it like this, like a good posture almost, laying down and then just press it. But like I want that. my lower back difference. on the bench though. Well, you're not you're not gonna lift as much weight. Okay. Well, just FYI. We'll we'll get to, yeah. <laughs> we'll experiment with that next time I go to do it. Because right now I'm just being being a, a pill. Just Shout out to that girl hitting her max. Yeah, well, okay. So uh, Brady, zero chance of retirement. This is a loss for the rest of the league. I yeah, guess it's a, a win loss. for New England. So that'll be another L slash W, just like the weight loss. And I mean the, the weight lifting, not weight loss. Um, and then the last thing that we're going to address here on winners, losers, is really just Saints, the Saints players and the Saints fans. Um, you guys keep on talking about this, and I'm not saying you guys, but just Saints fans in general keep on talking about this, and you are perpetuating the joke. Like, I'm tired of the joke, but I will still keep laughing when I see this shit pop up, regardless if it's their senator or their representative, whoever it was that was campaigning in front of the senator, con- or, you know, or in front of Congress or that whatever was it was, insane. saying, you know, we need to get this looked at. Like, no, it's a private enterprise. There's way too much that was at stake gambling-wise that's already gone into it. You can't just replay a game a week later. You know, uh, Cameron Jordan was spotted at the Pro Bowl with a shirt that said, blow uh, whistles, not, or, uh, uh, what was it? Blow whistles, not games, <laughs> I think is what it was. Somebody's going to have to, do- we're going to have to double check. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Blow whistles, not games. And then on the other side, it said, make calls, not apologies. And it's like, just drop it. Just drop it. The NFL's already said we fucked up. They already went and they fined uh, Roby Coleman. Is that it? Or is it Coleman, Roby? Whatever. Roby Coleman, the, the DB who went. They fined him for helmet to helmet, not not for the passenger. I thought the league, Do you there what? hasn't been a statement, though. I thought the league did make a statement, but the refs, there was somebody that hasn't from the, I believe the refs, they've pretty much ignored it, which is what bothering them, which I'm not trying to find a way to justify it, but. Are you guys for them uh, doing replay review for pass interference? <sighs> I want pass interference to. I want him to get rid of the spot foul and the pass interference. Give him 15 yards. Yeah, that's it. That's, I agree with you. Because right. I'm so tired. There's so many times, and the Steelers have done it too. Don't get me wrong, but there are so many times where quarterbacks take advantage of that and they just huck the ball downfield and they're just they're not they're not asking their wide receiver to catch it. They're just asking for their wide receiver to get tripped up. I would just say three review. Give them three reviews for anything they want to review. Get rid of get rid of review. And I get there's some issues with this with like. And get um, rid of the timeout punishment for it too. I kind of like the timeout because I like seeing which coaches are really bad. It's it's fun watching a really bad coach uh, argue over one yard. So then, if you burn a timeout before you take a challenge, then you lose a challenge for the half. I like that. I like. Or I like, or is I, it just three challenges for the entire game? Uh, I would say three for the entire game. Okay. Um, and then your first one, if you lose what two? Let's say if you lose two, you don't get that third one. So you're saying you have to win at least one challenge to unlock you have your to, third yeah, one? Yeah, you have to win at least to one challenge. Your third. And, you an get any, and then anything is challenge. You can challenge anything. Interesting. Because I, I feel if everything becomes chal- uh, reviewed, um, we'll be watching four-hour games. How hard is it, though, for the NFL and the referees to just – to like, 
you that was that was the only game that was going on at that time. And even if it's just something that you do for the postseason, because postseason the games are played one at a time. There's not a bunch of games going on simultaneously. In the playoffs, how hard is it for the refs to look up at the jumbotron or have the league office call the officiating in the booth, you know, and trigger a replay and just be like, this one was this one was messed up. Like, for the integrity of the game, right? That's what's so funny is the Saints fans are calling for integrity. You're the same franchise that was guilty of putting bounties on players. Granted, that was close to 10 years ago and different, a different coaching staff, mm-hmm. but that head coach that was in charge of it or oversaw that operation. Well, but the idea is uh, it's a neutral par- uh, supposed a neutral party that's involved. The, the bounty gate has nothing to do with this. This is that you have a neutral party and they missed something that oh, they yeah, should have been Oh, yeah, but I just think it's funny how the franchise I that mean, was I, that I, guilty I for Bounty Gate is calling for integrity. It's like, well, where was yours back then? You know? Yeah, I mean, they weren't, and they paid the price for it. I, I don't know. It's so tough. The game moves so quick. Call, missed calls are going to happen. It's part of the game. It sucks. And I'm not going to be upset if you if you extend a playoff game an extra 30 minutes. Like, that's just more football. Like, I'm not upset because – and if I know that the calls are getting – the, all the calls are being made correctly, like – and granted, it would be one of those things where you'd, you'd probably have more reviews be triggered at the end of each, the last two minutes mm-hmm. of each half. Those would be slowed down considerably. But, like, just think about it. Like, this scares NFL fans, but, like, in the preseason, they threw tons of flags for helmet to helmet. You weren't sure how they were going to officiate it. And then once the regular season started, by week six, they just practically stopped calling it. Mm-hmm. It was an experiment thing. The league does this where they tell officials going into certain games. You saw it last year in the Super Bowl where they said lighten up on the catch rule because we're going to be addressing this in the offseason. You know, I bet you this is going to be another thing where in the Super Bowl, don't be surprised if they go back and they take a look at some replays and they're saying, hey, we want to get this right. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be su- – and that's what's going to be crazy is I can already foresee this is I bet you that's going to happen with something controversial with the Patriots again. I mean, not a huge, not a huge gamble I'm taking there. But, like, watch it be a pay- a penalty, a missed penalty on the Patriots. They'll go back, they'll review it, and say, no, there should have been a penalty there. And that'll be one of those things where people will say the fix is in for the Patriots, but it's really the NFL just trying to get it right. Yeah, they're going to do – and they always go the wrong way with these things. They never handle it well. But um, I will give them credit to a degree. They are trying to get it right, but they, they like you said, they go the wrong way with mm-hmm. it and end up getting it wrong at, for initially, at least. And you're right. Saints fans just have to let this go. I mean, we're, we're past – it's not going to change for your – for a senator during a government lock or shutdown to go up there with t- two giant pieces of paper and talk about something so meaningless isn't just stupid. Well, how about that? How, well, sh- changing gears real quick. The government getting reopened and just in time for the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. uh, you're going to tell me that a bunch of people are going to be flying into Atlanta, the busiest airport, one of the busiest airports in it is the busiest. Yeah. The busiest in America. I still remember Bomani Jones no, lobbying. In the world. In the world? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. It, yeah, it's insane Jeez, how busy what is it that? is. So it's very big, and what? that's just where planes make their, their connecting flights? Yeah, Atlanta. it's a lot of uh, European flights that want to go to the West Coast, or if you're trying to make it somewhere, in just really if they're trying to, oh, yeah, it's just a big, nice, big yeah. hub. Interesting. That's also the number one airline's main hub, it's just Delta. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so the... I'm not saying the government reopened just because of TSA issues, but it was like I remember Bomani making that point. Uh, Bomani jumped to ESPN saying that like r- if the Saints fans come through, that's bad during the, the shutdown. But it's just going to be bad with the amount of traffic that's coming mm-hmm. in to Atlanta with the Super Bowl going around. So that's good that TSA is going to be there. Otherwise, it could be a very, very messy Super Bowl week there. Uh, we'll get Mateo's prediction towards the end of the episode, and, and, we'll, and then – Flynn, we won't say anything because we have Wednesday. I have a shocker. Okay, but you're going to save it for Wednesday. 
Mm. You're going to let Mateo talk now. Depends on how I feel. Okay. Fair enough. I can't control him. All right. Um, speaking no of can't control me. you. I am uncontainable. Okay. Uncontainable. Unbelievable. Do you have, uh, you're coming up with like six different words <laughs> to describe yourself. Right <laughs> I'm an enigma. Uh, do you have pop culture ready? Actually, I have a winner though. Okay. What's your winner? Uh, the United States national team for soccer, their coach had his debut today and they beat Panama 3-0 and they had a lot of young players play and Christian, Christian, uh, Pulisic, or whatever the hell his name is. Pulisic. Pulisic. He didn't play today, but they had three players make their debut, and they all looked pretty good. Even but though we, Panama's not that I great was of a say, team. Are we going to acknowledge the level of competition that they were going up against? I mean, still. I mean, a win's a win. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction. God bless America. They have, they have, they have the, the, uh, the Christian. He, I think he's, he's playing for a Premier League team right now, isn't he? <laughs> Did you almost say Christian Yelich? No. Okay. But uh, he was playing for. He's playing he for. He just got transferred. He just got bought and transferred to Chelsea. Yeah, and then they got another player that's in the Premier League, and they have I think two more in Europe somewhere. So they're starting to get some people. Just hope they just work out. But um, it's all yeah, we can do it's, is hope. Uh, it'd be it'd be cool to see them have a good team though. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool to see a, a U.S. team dominate or at least go far in the in the World Cup. Yeah, it was such a bummer not to have them last World Cup. Oh, the one, no, yeah. the worst ones when our the Chico State boy. Uh, oh, they got the Taylor Tolman. What are we doing? Uh, <laughs> what <laughs> are we doing? Who's that? Who's this uh, Earthquakes player that played on the national team in 20... Uh, oh, Wondolowski. Wanda, yeah, he missed like, that I damn ball. I don't ball. actually know if it's Wondolowski. That was just a guess. I think it might. He be missed a. He completely right. whiffed on a goal that would have sent him to the next game, or at least tied. I'm not sure if it was tied to go take the lead, and he fucked up. Interesting. It's Belgium. Uh, Fuck. Dude, okay, so real quick before we before we go to the pop culture update, I just want to make sure that I'm not going crazy. But does anybody else remember when Tom Brady experimented with the newer looking helmet earlier this year? And they played like no, shit. Nope. Never and then he switched it. back to his old one. Is there? Is it on this? Can you, you know, rewind back and see? I can't rewind oh. on this box. But you know the newer style helmets that they have with like the little hexagon on the front for like yeah. the added cushioning? He had one of those helmets at the beginning of the year for like the first four games. And then I think like after their bye game, he switched back to the old fashioned one. And I was just like, hmm, wonder if that was like, if it was an experiment thing. And he's just like, no, it's not. God, that Atlanta stadium is so nice. So nice. nice. So much better than Levi Stadium. And it costs the exact same amount of money. (sighs) That is a really nice stadium. Atlanta's very upset. And it's cool with the pricing, too. They're the first stadium that introduced like hot dogs oh, for three yeah. bucks and sodas are like two dollars. Got a barber shop in there? Yeah. Oh no, Dude, I think I that's inside the Hawk Stadium. No, no, it's Chase, inside there. Chase Center is gonna have a barber center. Well, that's that's just I for players only. But it's cool. Hey, Chad York. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do an impromptu woodchipper segment? No, I just okay. It would wouldn't be. It would be too. Yeah. Just I was gonna say we could I do like it. We could squeeze it in. No, I'm okay. like you. I really, I really want to root for Jed, but I just don't oh, trust him. No. I just don't trust him. I've, I, if they, if they don't win with Shanahan, I'm convinced this team will never win as long as Jed York is. Well, I, I mean, after the, his speech, after his brother died, I thought was was pretty touching. I'm not but I'm, I I'm just wait, I'm just waiting <laughs> for something. I'm just. W- How could you be so hot? <laughs> like uh, that, that part of me is like, oh, there's Jed, and then like you know, you see they get a tax break, and you're like, oh, there's Jed. It's just. <sighs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> if they if they ever become good again, it's hard not to think he's going to interfere. Oh well, nice. Or it's not hard to think he'd be the first one out there to see the reward. Think he did everything when his oh. bum ass didn't do shit. Uh, stadium's his Super Bowl win. 
That'll always be a Super Bowl win. That 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 literally has to be one of the worst stadiums in all of football is Levi Stadium in my opinion. It's not as bad as, as Coliseum, but in terms of location, there's nothing around it. It's 40 miles south of what you call your hometown, just San Francisco. I mean, I kind of got it going to the game this that weekend, like with all the big, you know, webs web you know places that are there. I get why they're there. I want to see it when it's filled to capacity and they're actually fielding a good team. And I get the Harbaugh years were that, but I, I barely remember it at this point. It seems so distant. No, even even but the thing is, even when Harbaugh was there, their first like eight games, they were filling it, but they weren't. It wasn't loud because that stadium is so damn open. And then then the people that designed it completely just forgot the fact that to be 85, 90 degree heat blaring down on them. We should probably get some red seats, and then we should also probably not put any shade on the stadium. Well, and the, then the big mistake is across for, uh, that where the, everybody can go hide in the boxes, all the rich people. So then you lose twenty thousand yeah. people because they're all ducking the heat. I yeah. just, I just, it's, it's, it's such a stupid stadium. I think they, they did, a, they did a blog on Barcelona how it's, the, they did it before the national championship game this year. And they're saying it's like, it's like for a, for an event too, it's the worst stadium. All your all your events go on forty miles south of where the actual game is played. Your media day or everything. I do like the name though. The name is good. Name I, is good. Yeah, like I wear Levi's. I like line. Levi's. Good, for, good for them. It's like a, it's a two-syllable name. Yeah, that's the key to having house a good that, It is house that Jed built. No, oh, house I'll, that Jed built. I'll bomb it if that gets called that. Do you guys feel better about yourselves now? Like no, I want to. Did you get it all off your chest? I swear, if I'm ever at a game and I'm down there before and I see that motherfucker, I'm going to scream my head off. (laughs) Wow. Extreme disdain. I'm going to tell that motherfucker to go back to Youngstown, Ohio. We don't want him. (laughs) Take him and his family back. I want you to keep that same energy if we ever get famous enough to actually have Jed York on the show. (laughs) Or that would be one where you'd take an impromptu vacation for that episode. No, I can't do it. I do not want to ever talk to him. I'm calling it sick. Yeah. All he right. wanted to leave San Francisco. He won his own legacy, his own stamp on the franchise, and he didn't really. He's he's never cared what the fans thought. He's never cared. He's uh, he's definitely top five worst owners in the NFL. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Who's the, who's the other five? Let's see, Daniel Mark Davis, Snyder. Snyder. Okay. Um, I yeah, think I Dolphins you. owner's pretty shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Stephen right Ross. Now. Yeah, okay. Stephen Ross. Uh, Haslam. Is four, yeah, for that's sure. That's five. That's five. If you just threw, oh, in if, there. if Jed throws in, yeah. If you're throwing, had they, in has, in has, 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 them, has them or that uh, Colts owner? Oh yeah, Ursay, 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 and I, I think Bob McNair's in there too, the Texans owner. St. Louis don't. Oh like wait, he's Conkey. not. A, he he passed away. So who? Uh, so they're under a different ownership. Yeah. He is definitely a top. He's 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 young. He has he's power tripping. I don't like him. Did the L.A. guys count because they moved their team? Like, are they just shady instead of? I mean, there's. They could be I'm pretty sure the Spanoses, uh, the whoever owned the Chargers, they died. So now it's in the ho- hands of their children. God, all the all the bad people died. Yeah, well, you know, well, I mean, the Rams. A lot of people hate the Rams owner. Cronky, yeah, he's, yeah. and I think he just recently bought them. So that's what he bought them and moved them. That's what I think was going on there. I don't think he I, had no, them he was there when he was in St. Louis for a long time. Yeah, pretty and sure. it was always his goal to bring him back. I think he just didn't get the stadium that he wanted, and he was uh, like, "Boop, I'm dipping." Okay, I'm going now. He pulled on Mark Davis. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that'll do it for winners and losers. You guys feel okay now. You guys have to feel better about yourself. No, you no, got it off your chest. No, no. Like, like it's yeah. No. He's still the owner. That sucks. All right, let's move on to the pop culture update. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. 
it just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. And if you guys hear this, I'm going to lead off Pop Culture Update. Open up shop. I'll never forget when I watched that video. Have you seen that video oh, of him performing live? That's a rough ride No, the, the, the video of him oh, performing in Scotland, live. When he's performing in front, in front of the front entire of, world. 500,000 people. It's the most insane video I've ever. Like, how big that. Nuts. You just looked at. Yeah, just go on YouTube. Go on YouTube or whatever. Just type in DMX Scotland, was like it? Freddie Mercury at Live Aid, the rap version. Dude, they show this. The crowd is absolutely insane. Anyway, I bring up DMX because the rapper is free. The 48-year-old rapper was released from federal prison on Friday after serving a one-year sentence for tax evasion. So he is free. We get DMX back. I missed him so much, especially on Christmas time when he got the DMX. <laughs> Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So, yeah, that's, that's what I bring for the pop culture update. Uh, Flan, what do you have on the pop culture update? Pop culture update we have today. Let me think what we went on this week. Over here, my bad, fellas. What? I said I'm low key farting over here, my bad, fellas. Oh, right, drift over here. Right. I, really, I hope right. so. Yeah. It's it a natural there. function <laughs> of my body. Um, what did happen this week in pop culture, Jeff? Can I, you enlighten me, please? That's what I'm asking well, you, bro. I think <laughs> all right, this well, is I the one I, I segment I'm, where I'm, you do I'm, all the heavy lifting. Do you want me? I'm actually prepared. Give us something. Give us something. Mateo first. Mateo first. Go. The Royal Rumble happened tonight. Oh, WWE. Yeah, I used to be all about yeah, it. Yeah, this is usually the big kickoff show. Road to WrestleMania begins tonight. Um, the big winner, Seth Rollins, won the men's division for Royal Rumble. So he's going to go to WrestleMania and fight for the heavyweight title. And I think he's going to fight Brock Lesnar. Uh, the women's was won by Becky Lynch, but a little bit of controversy there. She wasn't officially in the Royal Rumble, but uh, Lana got attacked. And she, for some reason, Fit Finley, he, who has no controlling power, let her get into the Royal Rumble. I don't know. There's controversy there. Interesting. Yeah, Brock Lesnar won. That that wasn't really a big shocker. Um, yeah, so Royal Rumble tonight. Who was your guys' favorite wrestler? Growing up. I never watched wrestling growing up. Oh, it's either Rey Mysterio, uh, John Cena when he came in, but Rey Mysterio is definitely one of them. Uh, the Undertaker. The I would say if I had to, this was like the the range that I came up in, right? Mm -hmm. So like I was on the tail end of like well, I know Scotty Too Hotty was right around there. Like there's just it, I was I was watching wrestling at its peak ridiculousness, like when it was just like they had bra and panties matches, tables, ladders, chairs, hell yeah, in a cell. Fire product every week. There was yeah, it, it was, was Monday great. Night Raw, Thursday Night SmackDown, and then they changed it to Friday Night SmackDown, and then I stopped paying attention after then because now mm -hmm. I think they've run multiple episodes a week. But uh, yeah, it was insane. So I would say Mysterio, Undertaker, John Cena would be my three. I don't know who I'd put in for a four to make it, you know, like the Mount Rushmore-ish. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's definitely guys that, like, I appreciated and were definitely fun to watch. And, like, you know, uh, I remember Rikishi, his finishing move was literally just taking his ass and throwing Stink it in someone's face. face while they were sitting in the turnbuckle. Yeah. Uh, Ray Mysterio was dope just because he was high-flying. He flew around. Eddie Guerrero, though, when he would come out. Yeah, Eddie was great. I, I see you. All right. Um, I, I, got got, some, I, got some, I got some. I got one more for you before for the pop culture okay. update. Uh uh, what is it with, with Chick's fascination with, like, serial killers and, like, romanticizing that shit? Because there was a Netflix uh, announced that they're doing something with Ted Bundy, mm -hmm. and Zac Efron is playing Ted Bundy, the famed serial killer who killed and, and raped a bunch of women. Um, and, like, why is why does this stuff get romanticized, dude? Like, I don't understand why this stuff and The Bachelor, like, traits that women are terrified and scared of if it's happening to them, 
and they deem toxic, but it's acceptable to watch it be put onto others. And I guess this is a reenactment, but even I don't buy The Bachelors being 100% legit. So I think they're just like representations of stuff that chicks hate but love to watch, and it doesn't make sense. Why? Can you guys enlighten me on that? Like, I think it's more that we're a violent culture than anything. I don't. I don't even know where the women thing would come from, but I feel then that watch it's, fighting. Because I'm. It's a, but look at all the things that get views. Uh, making a murderer. We have a fascination in this culture of of trying to see what that's makes also these people. Con- that's also conspiracy, though. There's. Yeah, the, I mean, there is that there, but Bundy's. Somebody pointed this out. Bundy has never admitted to doing the murders. There has been, and it, you can you can point to the evidence, but. There's all these theories, and that's the one thing we like about it is that we can sit there and we can speculate and we can wonder why did this guy do it, and everybody's going to have... I think all three of us would have a different opinion on why somebody would do this. And I say chicks because they cast Zac Efron as the serial killer in an attempt to appeal to the women because they know women will get drawn into stuff like this. You don't see many guys, aside from us, that right now are talking about, hey, are you going to watch the Zac Efron portraying Ted Bundy thing? Like, we may... But as of right now, I definitely think that was pitched towards a female demographic. Or is he just a legitimate actor at this point? I don't. I'm not going to speculate on that. I know they're building off the the release. He's always going to be Troy Bolton to me. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) oh god, High School Musical. Thank God, I I missed that being 30. Um, But I mean, they're just going off of the. I mean, they just released the the whole documentary series too on Netflix. So there's a lot of hype that's around it. It is true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're just. I always find us fascinated. I I I go on Wikipedia when I read these things and go through and read it just because it's interesting. It's it's a different side of evil, and we're always trying to figure out why did somebody do this? Why would somebody want to do this? Flan, go ahead. What's your pop uh, culture I got two of them. Two um, of them. One of the most popular directors in Hollywood right now got a release date for his next movie, which is July 17, 2020. Who is it? Christopher Nolan. Oh. Did Inception. Winnie the Pooh. No. Oh, that's Christopher Robin. My <laughs> bad. <laughs> and then um, Quentin Tarantino's next movie called oh! Once Upon a Time. Has an absolute star-studded cast. Let's hear it. Uh, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Margaret Robbie. I think Samuel L. Jackson's in it. Uh, the he is just absolutely loaded. The first the first pictures came out of it. Uh, first pictures of them filming came out this week. Oh, is that the one of the chick walking across the street in like a '70s looking getup? Yeah, yeah, oh, yep, yep. yep. I can't wait. I love Quentin Tarantino Had movies. Brad dude. Pitt. Yeah. And then, uh, Leo. And uh, it's big. I think. <laughs> Any any Quentin Tarantino movie is good. So it's all, they're all fire. Did you see the last one, the uh, Hateful Eight? Oh yeah, Ooh. my favorite one of it. I mean, they're all good. Um, pop, uh, Pulp Fiction for sure. And um, Django. Django's good. Have you ever seen Jackie Brown? I haven't seen Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's good. She's an airline attendant. Also, I liked um, Reservoir Dogs. Good too. Reservoir yeah, Dogs is great. Dogs That's awesome. that makes me think of. Uh, That's a lot like Hateful Eight. Stuck in the middle with you as he's chopping off his ear. Hateful Eight and those are very similar. Yeah. Um. I like the first Kill Bill too. Oh, I yeah. like Kill Bill a lot. Yeah. The second one was kind of the first one. I re- I really liked it visually. I thought he yeah. did a fantastic I really like, job. I really like Lucy Liu. So Kill Bill was really. <laughs> I, I, liked it. I liked Kill Bill a lot. Um, but yeah, Quentin Tarantino's yet to make a bad movie. I M O, in my opinion. All right. Uh, next up on the same with Christopher t- Nolan. His last one was Dunkirk, which was good. The only problem with Christopher Nolan though, he doesn't he doesn't use blood very often. Oh. So no, maybe it's like but with Dunkirk. It was a very violent um, event that happened, and you'd see bodies lying on the beach, but there was no. There was, I mean, I don't know. It just it wasn't. It didn't come off as very real. You want more gore? That's what's great about this, and what's great about the two names you just provided. One doesn't use blood at all, and the other one completely overdoes it. Yeah. <laughs> like anytime somebody gets shot in a Quentin Tarantino movie, <laughs> just just a, a can of paint just explodes on whoever shot them. 
especially point blank in Django. Django, there's a ton have of you, blood have that flies Have you everywhere. have you ever heard about um, Jamie Foxx's story when he when he did his first scene with Quentin Tarantino? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget what part of the movie it was, but he did. He was doing a scene where they hung him upside down naked. No, God, that was that was intense. But that anyway, was a different scene. Yeah. But uh, they're they're doing a scene when he was a slave and he wasn't acting right, and I guess. Quentin Tarantino got all up in the and like he took took Jamie Foxx aside and just got all up in his grill about how he wants to play. Blah, he, like his his expectation of you as an actor when you're his on your when you're on his set is, I think, much higher than most directors. Mm-hmm. And how much he demands of you is pretty extraordinary. But I mean, I think that's why you see the best actors in the world are always in his movies. Always working yeah. with him. And you know what's dope is all the music that's in his movies is all in his personal music collection. So whoever yeah. does the music for his movies goes through his collection with him, and they say, hey, this would work, this should work. This That was pretty sweet when he brought so uh, Rick Ross on for Django. Yep, yep. So I, that, that would be the one the one exception. There. 100, de- 100, 100 Black Coffins. 100 Black Coffins, yeah. All right, uh, anything else for you in the pop culture update? That is it. Okay. Actually, I'll, I'll I'll be ready for the next one. I'm gonna watch the that uh, Fire Fest music festival thing. Oh, oh you are gonna watch, watch him. I'm gonna watch him before Wednesday, so I'll have a report on that one. Okay, thank you. That'll be about a week and a half after we were. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to think if there's anything. Yeah, nope, I ain't got much. Oh, do me a favor if you're listening to this. Uh, go to ysn365.com. Look for <laughs> look for the article I just wrote about San Jose State commit B.J. Johnson. Um. That's it's a serious one about it's, it's a it's a look into his football life and, and a little bit of background about him how he got to where he is now and what he expects at his next next stage of life at San Jose State. We are working on getting him on the podcast to have a much lighter interview to get to know him as a person. I will say from the interview, the one thing I noticed about him that I was extremely envious of was how white his teeth were. This guy's teeth, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I make a point to ask him about it. His teeth were so. Goddamn white. He looked like he was fresh out of a Crest commercial. <laughs> Maybe he'll have a s- sponsorship then. No, Maybe. I'm just saying, or a secret. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'll take. I'm, I started speculating. I was like, I, I wonder mean, if he's uh, one of those guys that brushes I mean, three times la- a day, if he uses charcoal. After college, I mean, he can he can land another deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, and I also found out he's a Steeler fan. So in a perfect world, he gets drafted by the Steelers. I get tickets yeah, get and swag. a jersey. And then, you know, he's also getting to play for the, the favorite team. So, but yeah, that was a that was a good interview. I had fun doing that interview, and then the the write up of it is on the website. So please check that out. Let me know if you hate it, like it, um, or it's meh, whatever. But then we're gonna work on getting uh, BJ on the podcast. All right, anything else uh, that you guys want to throw out there? You said no already, uh, but last got, chance. Uh, Peter McGowan's death. Oh, yeah. good call. Yeah. Oh, okay, take a moment. Yeah, just because of what he. I mean, he's one of the greatest Bay Area sports figures. I mean, he kept the team in SF, so mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I was, that was, th- that was sad. I'm not a big fan of owners, but he was a good one. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. All right, before we go, Mateo, I just checked my notes and I almost, almost remembered. Oh, yeah. Uh, Super Bowl prediction, Flan. You got to keep your mouth shut because this is Mateo's time to make his prediction. Uh, go ahead. The floor is yours, sir. Take as long as you need. I know. I got to double check and make sure my score doesn't match up from. Last year's Super Bowl. I'm going to go Rams 34, Patriots 31. That's just more, more wishful thinking at this point. But I believe that the Rams front four can do enough to knock Brady off this spot. One more We've time, s- one more time. 34-31, uh, Rams. Okay, and you think that the front four of the Rams can knock Brady off his spot? That's, that's all I'm going with. I, I feel that he's had issues. I mean, it's mostly been interior pressure that usually gets to him last year. Uh, this is outside pressure, but uh, Brandon Graham was the one that caused the big 
uh, strip fumble that that's ended the game um, against the Giants. He had to go against uh, OC and Tuck. So I think they're going to do an, they're going to do enough up front, and they have the offensive power to keep up with the Patriots. I have slowly been talking myself um, into thinking a certain way that will for surely not happen come Super Bowl, but I have very sound reasoning for doing so, and I've also developed a counter to my argument. <laughs> we'll save that for Wednesday. I kind of like where you're going. I don't know if the game – I mean, you would think with the way that the 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 rewording or redistribution of like penalties, I guess you would say, if it, since it's favoring the offense, it would be high scoring. I don't know if it will be that high scoring. That's the one thing that's kind of got me a little – where you've got Wade Phillips and Bill Belichick, two good defensive mm-hmm. guys that have an extra week to prepare, and then you have McDaniels, McVay going at it, drawing up new offensive plays quite possibly, or learning how to try and exploit this defense. It is going to be, uh, it's going to be a good Super Bowl. It's just not two teams that I particularly wanted to see in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I still know? haven't figured out who I, I really want to root for. I wanted, I wanted the Saints Chiefs. I wanted really good mm-hmm. offense and little to no defense. Like, and and it, I mean, it, honestly, if it was Rams Chiefs, anything but the Patriots, as as we did about thirty minutes ago, about how yeah. tired we are of the Patriots, we're still bringing them up. Yep, they they're always winning. Uh, now there well, they are winning on the TV right I was now. Say, hopefully not anymore. <laughs> there they are. All right, uh, following on the Twitter machine, Mateo, what is that? Three O's. Yeah, three O's. Forty nine. Yeah. Mateo, 49 with three O's. I'll start doing mock drafts. You've got yeah. Flan at Brendan of SR5. And then you can follow me at JW underscore CSR. Uh, all right. That will do it for us. We'll be back on Wednesday with an official Super Bowl preview show. Uh, no no promises as far as any interviews go. But we will, we will have the Super Bowl preview show for you. To the haters and losers, of which there are many. Go fuck. Yo. Fa! Until next time. Deuces. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. For the longest, let's smoke clear. But you know my tree be the strongest. My branches got banks, I'ma be here the longest. I dare you, little bitch, cannot be on no bullshit. Young nigga, shit, I'ma get ridiculed for dumb shit. Don't rain in California, but my niggas ready to dump shit. I don't like no fake big, but you back on like school lunches. I beat you, we dash nigga like num num, that's scrumptious. Don't like no fake niggas, wanna collapse for the clout. But I know you niggas already know what I'm about. But I've been bossing since a jitty, and we litty at the house. Niggas claim it away, but use waste for they rouse, nigga. Feel the Oh, 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 oh,
Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself.